the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning, hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Welcome, my beloved brothers and sisters. Uh, on this beautiful Sunday morning, we are with a new episode of Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. And uh, we shall continue in our spirit of a prayer. It's an incredible day to live in a day of the Lord. Today, um, on this wonderful Sunday, we shall continue to love God and love one another. I've been hearing a lot about the love of the neighbor lately in this uh, past two years, especially during the pandemic. And I've been hearing that uh, um, people and some leaders talking about we have to advance the love of the neighbor, the love of the neighbor. Yes, we do love the neighbor, but first we love God. And we love the neighbor because they are the image and the likeness of God. We love the neighbor because they are the holy temples of the Holy Spirit. We love the neighbor, which is ourselves and our neighbor, our family members, including our enemies sometimes. We do have to love, including the enemies. Love is such a challenge. I do um, recall before we pray, um, there is this uh, reading from St. James um, in the Bible, of course, uh, in chapter 4. He speaks about the relationship within um, the members of the faith, the member of the church, basically. And he says, and I quote, Where do the wars and where do the conflicts among you come from? Is it not from your passions that make war within your members? You covet, but do not possess. You kill and envy, but you cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not possess because you do not ask. You ask, but do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. And then St. James goes as well, calling the community members adulterers. Do you not know that to be a lover of the world means enmity with God? And this is what interests me the most. I think and somehow sometimes in our response to situations, in our response to wars, what's going in Afghanistan, to the pandemic, 
um, to the pain of the people, to the persecution against the Christians, uh, whether in Africa, in Lebanon, in Afghanistan, in China, any place in the world, sometimes including here in our nation, on the southern borders, looking and seeing all these children being smuggled and being um, in, in a terrible way treated and trafficked and, uh, and, and, and raped and somehow. There is a lot going on. Looking at the way we as American people choose every time to treat our bodies, the expenses we spend on our own selves, on our hygiene, on our beauty, on our diet, on our food, or on our, um, you know, uh, cosmetics, let's say. Um, all of this is a part of the passions. And all of this is an indicative in somehow that we are falling away from relating to our souls. There are many ways to relate to our souls. And this is the way we prove that we are lovers of God, not lovers of the world, and we are not in enmity with God. So my prayer with you today, my friends, is that be careful the way we are being told to care and to love our neighbors. If it's not springing and coming forth from the love of God, and if it's not directed towards our love for the kingdom of heaven, I think we will be creating enmity with God. And such an enmity with God might actually lead to multiple problems because the Holy Spirit is jealous and God resists the proud but gives the grace to the humble. So let us submit ourselves to God and let us resist the devil and he will flee from you. As St. James says, I pray this morning we draw near to God. And uh, with this, I want to welcome in the spirit of a prayer from Psalm 46, where we say, God, our refuge and our strength. And we're in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Matthew, um, when he wrote, the angel told the virgin, he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Remember this, Amanuel in Aramaic, God is with us. So we're not orphans. Call upon his name. He will come and help us. He will give us hand in time of distress. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear friends, and welcome. You have joined us to the show on this Sunday of September. And I have with me in the studio um, a wonderful friend that you have met a few episodes ago, uh, Matt Werner, Foreign Service, Georgetown University, and he has a law degree from the Catholic University, and he's judge and advocate, president of a Queen of Apostles Ministry. And uh, welcome, Matt. Thank you, Father Andre. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing very well. So glad to come back and speak to your guests well, and listeners. Uh, this morning, we, we want to really uh, take our guest east, I guess. We want to take them. We want to run to the children of the Lord in east. We want to speak about Russia a little bit. We want to speak about Queen of Apostles Ministry. Um, you wrote a book, Run to My Children in the East. And um, you inherited, I would say, you became the president, did not found in 1996, I believe, That's or 1997, correct. a big ministry called the Queen of Apostles. Our Blessed Mother made many visits to Colorado beginning in 1990 uh, through, through the 1990s. She visited Cabrini Shrine, Mother Cabrini Shrine, just above Golden, and she visited St. Thomas More Church in Englewood, Colorado. She told us her name was Our Holy Mother of Virtues. 
She exhorted us to grow in virtue, flee from sin, pray her chaplet of virtues, consecrate ourselves to her immaculate heart, and finally to run to my children in the East who long to hear your hearts. Russia is the ransom for the peace the world yearns for. Following that request, Father Michael Walsh and the parishioners at St. Thomas More Church incorporated a Russia mission. They called it Queen of the Apostles Mission Association. They, uh-huh. put, on, they put on a Russia conference in 1995. I went to it. My mother asked me to. This is amazing. There is a lot to cover, Matt, when you speak about. First of all, um, we are on a beautiful, big Christian network, and uh, you're saying there was a visitation from heaven. Yes. And this is something happened here in Colorado. In Colorado. Um, it was in all the newspapers. Pilgrims flocked here from all over the country. It was the biggest Marian apparition site of that time. And I had read about it, I knew about it, but I wasn't going to church. I was a fallen away Catholic. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested, first of all, because th- there are so many branches for these apparitions and visions, but I'm interested in a historical fact. Denver, Colorado, the Archdiocese of Denver, hosted a conference under the great Archbishop Chaput. Um, in uh, 1997 on October 9 and October 8, 9 and 10 and 11. And I understand you insisted on these dates. And um, definitely um, the Archbishop um, supported greatly that we need to do ministry with the Russian Christianity, namely with Catholics in Russia. I want to talk about it. But you were not Christian yourself by behavior at that time. I'm interested that I know sometimes in the 90s, and I quote you, you were going to hell, basically. I was going to hell. I had too many <laughs> girlfriends. I was living for pleasure. And then a miracle happening, an awakening, an illumination of conscience, I would say, an act of repentance, and many good acts of charity followed what was happening. So I went to the first Russia conference in 1995 in Colorado Springs. Many bishops and priests came from Russia, Kazakhstan, Belarus, the Ukraine. And a lay speaker, Ted Flynn, spoke of Marian apparitions, especially Fatima, where our Blessed Mother said, most souls go to hell because of the sins of the flesh. Immediately I knew I was heading to hell if I didn't change my behavior. I received the grace at that conference to know for sure our Blessed Mother truly has been visiting our planet with dire warnings and tearful requests. And I understood I should turn off Dan Rather and start listening to our Blessed Mother's words. In your own personal witness, and this is Matt Werner, who was a good Sunday morning with Father Andre for the beautiful guests who are joining us this morning in the spirit of prayer. You know, um, um, there is this uh, quote by Mother Teresa, and uh, before I slander the quote, um, I I just want to say it as is. Do not think that love, in order to be genuine, has to be extraordinary. What we need is to love without getting tired. In 1990s, you were going one way, one direction, and it was wearying you, basically. It was really making you tired in your life. And I was depressed and sad. And you were depressed and sad. And all of a sudden, this miracle happened. You listened to the call, and through Our Lady, you came back to the church, you came to Jesus, even from extreme, let's say, um, narcotics even, right? Um, I was converted at that conference. I finally had hope in my heart 
Ted Flynn said to me, Matt, take that quarter million dollars you have in your family Catholic foundation, join this Queen of the Apostles group and run to Russia. You must go to Russia. So in less than a year, I flew to Siberia, Magadan, slave labor headquarters for Stalin, where religious prisoners and political prisoners died mining gold. And there I stayed with Father Michael Shields for one week. And I was mesmerized and captivated by the hearts of the Russian people I met. And each one of them was a Jesus in disguise, as Mother Teresa says, for you. I know you attended, uh, uh, you saw the orphans. I know you supported and you built many churches. You helped in orphanages, you, and then later on, in 2010, you met uh, one of the three visionaries, I mean, I believe that you have met long time ago, but you finally, you and her came into the sacrament of matrimony, Sylvia. Yes, uh, my wife, Sylvia, she was a big prayerful support for me for many years. She came with me to Russia quite often. Usually I would <laughs> fly there or the Ukraine for two or three months at a time, uh, my first 10 or 12 years of traveling, and she would come for maybe three weeks. She fell in love with the orphans. They fell in love with her. We'd live at the orphanage, teaching English, taking them on excursions when we weren't otherwise running around the country with priests, no, I praying do, the rosary. I do believe even for us in Lebanon at that time, you know, um, basically, when you say Russia at the same time is being unwanted. And when you say Russia is like unloved, uncared for forgotten by everybody and it was attacked by multiple nations by capitalism and uh, it was it, it was the incorporation of the devil basically for 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 many 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 of us what did you really find in russia when you went first in 1996 i believe 1996 yeah. well 96 i also went to uh with a group of pilgrims in september i flew to kiev the mother city of russia with my brother Patrick and Nick Kripakov as a translator. For 17 days, we visited monasteries, churches, the, the archbishop. We went to the seminary. We passed out money. They, we were filled with peace and joy and love. They took us to this orphanage. I didn't really want to go. So 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution, communism came and erased eradicated basically the practice of christianity 1989 they tried the wall to, fell but embers still but, but that's glowed. my question to you but that's exactly what i the want embers to embers glowed in the hearts of the grandmothers and the women and they never lost their christian piety and they ha have now become you will hear uh, robertson jenis tell you when you interview him next mm -hmm. Perhaps the most Christian nation on the planet. They have the humblest hearts you can imagine. So gracious. They suffer patiently. They suffer. They have lot. such goodness. And I go there and I realize they're much better than we. Matt, do you have any idea? Just out of your, I don't mean to put you on the spot. People can still research that. How many Russians died between 1917 till the end of communism, 1989 or 1990? Let, let us say 20 million. 
my Lord Jesus Christ. And in 1995 or 1985, 1986, 1987, Our Lady comes to Denver, Colorado, and multiple visits at St. Thomas More and at the shrine of um, Mother Cabrini Shrine, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Well, our Blessed Mother visited... In the early 90s. In the early 90s. 91, 2, 3, 4. Okay. About 1986 or 87, our Blessed Mother visited Khrushchev in Ukraine. And there was a big Marian apparition in the western part of the in country. western part of the country. And she was giving them hope and peace and joy. And then she began sending me, unworthy as I am, not because of any merits, as her, an ambassador of her Immaculate Heart, to her children of Russia and the East, that the, is amazing. the Ukraine, and amazing things happen. When I meet people, there's a peace, a joy, an energy. It comes from the Immaculate Heart of Mary, not from my poor heart. But, um, I, there is a conversation between you and your mom. I know your family had the foundation, and uh, this foundation uh, um, had basically um, about a quarter million dollars, I believe. Yes. You were making your way back to the faith. And then uh, there was a change happening in uh, the founded, uh, um, I would say, um, um, non-for-profit of Queen of Apostles at St. Thomas More. And 1997, you had to step forward and you had to become the president. And uh, yes, some of the, tell me a little bit. Some about of this. the board members didn't want us starting the conference on October <laughs> 9th because another Marian vision, visionary, Gina Herpcha had told us that our Lord spoke to her and told her that he wanted the conference starting starting on October 9th. The seven of the eight board members were horrified that we would obey a question from an uninvestigated visionary, but I was very confident that we should do as our Lord asked. And Well, you, one, always, you always took the heart um, with credibility, basically, that if it doesn't hurt the faith... Is gonna help the faith basically, and dates mean a lot. And obviously, October is a merry month, is a month of the Holy Rosary to begin with. Yes, October seventh. And the Virgin Mary said in one of these visions, "Run to my children in the East who longed to hear your hearts. Russia is a ransom for the peace the world yearns for." I'm looking at today's world, Matt. Before you prepare, I know you might have a, already an answer prepared and, and, and inspired by the Holy Spirit. Today, 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 we did establish last week with um, Dr. Robert um, St. Janice that and somehow Russia is superior morally to United States. Yes. For many reasons. Many. Does it include faith or only Christian morality? It includes faith. It includes Christian morality. It includes their patient suffering. It includes hearts Beloved of our Blessed Mother, hearts of purity, hearts of sorrow, not hearts of pride or vindictiveness. And for you, what does Russia incorporate in a divine plan at this point for humanity? For you, what, what do you expect from Russia? What, what do you see? I expect that the, the virtues glowing in the heart of Russia, in the soul of Russia, please Our Lady and Our Lord very much. They can serve as an example of Christian piety for us. You think Russia will help United States American Christians? You think they in will a help mystical us? sense? Yes, they don't have 
funds to help, they can help with their hearts. They're, they're suffering. I see. It's funny. In October 9, you're talking about funds. 1997, the great Archbishop Charles Chaput um, of Denver, he wrote to the Queen of the Apostles Mission Association when you were hosting your second international conference to assist the Catholic Church in the former Soviet Union. Um, and the conference was entitled A Light from and on the East. Um, the great Archbishop wrote the following lines. He said, The church in Russia survived for decades of persecution through the faith of her extraordinary people. Now, with severely limited resources, she struggles to preach the gospel to millions of hungry souls. And then, what a treasure your concern is for the church. And funny, United States stewardship program gathers billions of dollars. Every church, every parish, whether we are Protestants, Catholics, or Orthodox, or any church tradition in America, we really made a lot of money, and we ask for a lot of money for stewardship. And stewardship is defined the treasure of time and talent and treasure for the sake of spreading the gospel. And after 50 years of stewardship, where are we today in America and our faith? Is it down or up? I think... Uh America has embraced modernism, the modernism decried by Pope Pius IX and Pope St. Pius X, the modernism that seems to have triumphed at Vatican Council II, helped destroy the faith. But uh, the Ukrainian Catholic Church and the Orthodox weren't part of Vatican II, and they have retained their liturgical, pious traditions. Are we ready? In United States, you think, to look at a spiritual Russia that is not as enemy like communist Russia? Do you think, do we have this, is it good to look at a spiritual Russia for America to understand? We want to avoid nuclear war, right? For those who are joining us, this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre Matt Werner it's is my guest. It's good to look to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and take all of our concerns and troubles and problems to her because she has told us Politics is a false beast. Mm -hmm. The truly powerful weapons we have are prayer, sacrifice, fasting, and suffering. We would pray with our orphan children every night when we would spend weeks and months with them. And we have we have really few few minutes left. But I want you. How fast can you? And I know I I, I pray I, this song. I want you to pray the song. Actually, the harmonious Hail Mary in old Slavonic. Um, you and your beautiful wife Sylvia. And that would be our pray the Hail Mary prayer. with our um, children. Amen. Amen. This this is amazing, Matt. This is amazing. Sylvia, welcome. Sorry we didn't uh, get to greet you before, but uh, you're welcome on, you. on the show, and I'm sure we'll have time with you. Um, we still have, uh, uh, my friends, um, being unwanted, being unloved, being uncared for, forgotten by everybody, I think that is a much greater hunger, a much greater poverty than the person who has nothing to eat. This is a quote from Mother Teresa. And while everything and everybody today seems to be in such a terrible rush 
anxious for greater developments and greater riches and so on so that children have very little time for their parents parents have very little time for each other and in the home begins the disruption of peace and the world i am afraid with the internet with the way our children are being handled with the way the schools and the parents are fighting there is a war going and the war started inside our homes please be careful let each one of us rise up our eyes and do the good works and be part of the chain of love be part of the chain of restoring faith in america of restoring faith in god and the true love of the neighbor begins when we remind every neighbor for the love of god start acting as a christian start living as a christian start being the image and a likeness of god and in the fullness of charity in the fullness of hope in the fullness of faith make sure we disrupt the plans of evil and with this i want to thank matt and i want to thank sylvia for praying with us in uh, the oldest slavic uh, slavic uh, language and i want to greet my listeners and i want to tell you good holy sunday morning with the lord jesus christ take time make the sign of the cross and let us tell him in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen, amen. joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today and join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.